0: The scripture reading today is from John chapter 18, verse 33 to 38, found on your small print Bible on page 113 and the large print on 161. Then Pilate entered the headquarters again, summoned Jesus and asked him, are you the king of the Jews? Jesus answered, do you ask this on your own or did others tell you about me? Pilate replied, I am not a Jew, am I? Your own nation and the chief priest have handed you over to me. What have you done? Jesus answered, my kingdom is not from this world. If my kingdom were from this world, my followers would be fighting to keep me from being handed over to the Jews. But as it is, my kingdom is not from here. Pilate asked him, so you are a king. Jesus answered, You say that I am a king. For this I was born, and for this I came into the world, to testify to the truth. Everyone who belongs to the truth listens to my voice. Pilate answered him, What is truth?
1: Good morning. 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 For those of you who may not already know me and are wondering who the strange new bearded faces at the pulpit. Hello. I am Noah. I'm the new student pastor here. I'm in my third month here at Edgeboro, and I am so grateful to be able to walk with you for the rest of my time at seminary. So John eighteen thirty-three to 38. Thank you, Sister Myra, for that beautiful reading this morning. Our reading takes place in Jerusalem at the governor's headquarters. Pilate, the governor, is questioning Jesus after he'd already been arrested and questioned by the high priest. So Pilate asks if Jesus is king of the Jews, and Jesus responds that his kingdom is not from this world, but rather from God. And our reading ends with Pilate asking, what is truth? So our task for today, together I'd like to be able to answer two questions. So one, I'd like to answer Pilate's question, what is truth? What is truth? And two, I'd like us to define what is the kingdom of God. So what is truth? I'm not talking about the true false truth, the duality, it is either this way or it is that way, the yes or no truth, a statement of fact or fiction. The truth we speak of today is the revelation of God to God's people. So I would argue that Jesus is the revelation of God to us. So my parents are here with us this morning. And part of my musical education growing up in their house was a Christian rock band called DC Talk. Anybody ever heard of that? Yeah. It's one of my favorites. So they they have a song called The Truth. And the, the refrain of that song says, the truth of what we need. It is the end of mystery. Now, the end of mystery part of that statement is hyperbolic because we will never understand everything about God. God is beyond our comprehension. However, the end of mystery speaks to Jesus as the embodiment of God, an effort to reveal God to us. Because Jesus came into the world, as we read in verse 37, to testify to the truth. Not only did Jesus speak and teach, but Jesus became a living body, a living testament. So there is still mystery, but Jesus in his life gives us some insight into this mystery of God. So in this way, Jesus is the truth. Jesus is the revelation of God to us and a revelation of God's love and dedication. So as we will sing, crown him with many crowns in a few minutes, we will see the words, crown him the Lord of love. Behold his hands inside, rich wounds yet visible Above in beauty glorified. So Jesus, divine in nature, sent from God, also has a human flesh body. The piercing of his side in the song, the crown of thorns on his head, the nails in his feet and hands. God is revealed to us in these wounds, in the loving sacrifice of God's only Son to save us, showing that we too belong to God. We belong to the truth. Jesus says, for this I was born, and for this I came into the world, to testify to the truth. That's his purpose. Everyone who belongs to the truth listens to my voice. And I want that to sink in. Everyone who belongs to the truth belongs to my voice. So if Jesus says that his purpose is to testify to the truth, and if to testify or to bear witness usually means to speak or speak out, Jesus is speaking, his voice and his body equipped with God's message. Uh, That verb listening, listens to my voice, emphasizes that Jesus has a message. He's teaching. He's revealing, revealing God. So with this in mind, if we were writing this verse, we could even extend it to say, everyone who belongs to the truth listens to me. And listens to God now the NIV translates this verse a little differently everyone on the side of the truth listens to me the key difference here is the word side everyone on the side of the truth this implies that there's a choice we can choose to accept Jesus to accept the truth the revelation of God we can choose to belong to Jesus and that we can choose to see God Or to seek God, to allow God to be revealed to us, to guide us and nurture us. So now that we've discussed accepting that we belong to Jesus and the truth, let's think about Jesus as the king. On Reign of Christ Sunday, what does it mean for Jesus to be a king? So what is the kingdom of God? Let's start by looking at a kingdom in the ancient context, as it would have been in the text. Kings usually usurped power through war and violence and kept power through fear and intimidation. Now, before our reading in the same context, whenever Jesus was arrested in chapter 18, Judas brings a detachment of soldiers to arrest Jesus with lanterns, torches, and weapons. This detachment, which only shows up in the Gospel of John, is often translated to a company or cohort of about 600 soldiers. Now, can you imagine 600 people coming to arrest one man? The soldiers and their weapons are agents of an earthly kingdom and the violence that occurs or embodies it. In our passage, Jesus is talking to Pilate, the governor of Judea, which is a Roman province. And Pilate is an agent of this violent earth kingdom or empire. So if we continue reading beyond our passage today, on the bookend of this, when Pilate asks the chief priest if he should crucify the Jewish king, they say, we have no king but the emperor. So I'll take you back to the question we've already discussed, the one that Pilate asks in verse 38, what is truth? The chief priests denied the truth. They denied that they belonged to Jesus as their king claiming instead to belong to the empire or to an earthly king. But Jesus is no ordinary king. He's not from this world, as he says. He's not from a world of violence or hatred or intimidation. Jesus is from the kingdom of God. And as he is the truth, which we've already talked about, as the revelation of God, he brings the kingdom to earth. So the kingdom is here. In verse 10 of chapter 18, when Simon Peter, the disciple of Jesus, draws his sword and cuts off the ear of the high priest's slave, one of the men who arrived with the arrest party, Jesus commands Peter to put down his sword, showing that he is not a king of violence or intimidation. Jesus explains to Pilate the command that he gave Peter to put down his sword. If my kingdom were from this world, my followers would be fighting to keep me from being handed over. But Jesus is not a king of violence. He doesn't want his disciples to fight physically. He wants no part in a kingdom that dominates out of fear. See, the kingdom of God is one of grace, peace, mercy and love. In our Bible study this week, Pastor Brian Dixon from Emmaus Moravian had an interesting anecdote. He said the kingdom of God is not necessarily a zip code, not necessarily a physical place, not necessarily Israel or Judah, Judea or Bethlehem where we worship together this morning. So I'd like to turn again to our hymn, Crown Him with Many Crowns. The verses read, Crown Him the Lord of life, the Lord of love, the Lord of years, creator of the rolling spheres and master of all time. So crown him the Lord of life. God created the earth, all of the natural resources, the beautiful greenery, the Pocono Mountains not too far away, the rivers, the trees, but also each of you. Awake, my soul, and sing of him who set us free. Christ died so that we may live, so that we may know God and God's kingdom, and so that we may love each other within that kingdom and all of creation. The second verse, crown him the Lord of love. Christ's sacrifice, the wounds on his hand and side, show God's love. That sacrifice is the ultimate expression of divine grace. The kingdom is showing acts of grace to others. It's the gift of creation itself. It is God's love. And crown him the Lord of years creator of the rolling spheres and master of all time. God reigns eternally, forever. And because Jesus brought the kingdom of God down to earth, down to us, we cannot live outside of a time where God reigns. We are never outside of the sphere of God's love. So Jesus' role as the truth and part of our role as the church is making God and God's love known to the world, extending that love and grace to others who may not know about it. The final words of the hymn, All Hail, Redeemer, Hail, for you have died for me. Your praise and glory shall not fail through all eternity. His glories now we sing. We sing the glory of life, love, grace, and mercy of the kingdom of God. So we've established that truth is the revelation of God through Jesus and the kingdom of God is sharing God's love and grace throughout creation. The kingdom is here and if we belong to the truth and if we belong to Jesus, we have a role in extending that love and grace. That also means looking out for our neighbors, whether they recognize Jesus as the truth or feel that they belong to the kingdom or not. Last month, we collected food for the Northeast Community Center. Annually, they pass out 200 meals to families in need for Thanksgiving. Poverty and struggle are not as far far away as you might think. Not even a mile up the road. Not even a mile. Families have no access to a hot meal, clothing, or shelter. And accelerated by inflation and the coronavirus, which shut down many jobs... Families around the world are in need of this love and grace. When I went with Dan and Tom the other week to deliver the food, we had a chance to speak with their director. She said they also collect Christmas gifts in addition to their Thanksgiving food drive. She mentioned that some of the children they collect presents for ask for toilet paper. They ask for toilet paper for Christmas. And if that's not an image that breaks your heart, I I don't know... What what is. The sad reality is that many people all over the world are starving, homeless, and in need. They think and plan one day at a time, wondering where their next meal might come from. And as we belong to the kingdom of God, which has been shared with us, a kingdom of grace and mercy, we need to share that with others. My kingdom is not from this world. So as we continue our celebration of the reign of Christ today, don't think about a place laden with armed guards, with gold and riches, and obtaining power through violence. Think instead about Christ, the servant king who died for us, who taught about showing love, grace, and mercy, and embodied it. Go and do likewise. Amen.